to the Kupinger Coal Analyst Chat. I'm your host. My name is Matthias Reinwart. I'm an analyst and advisor at Kupinger Coal Analysts. My guest today is Christopher Schütze, and he is the Director of Practice Cybersecurity here at Kupinger Coal, working out from Stuttgart. Hi, Christopher. Hi, Matthias. I haven't talked to you for a while. Nice to be back. <laughs> Good to have you back. And we want to connect directly to the episode that we did last week, or did together with our colleague Alexei Balagansky, and we talked about the obstacles towards zero trust, what keeps organizations from implementing zero trust, why is there not enough zero trust from an analyst perspective already within the organizations. And we want to catch up here and you as the director of the cybersecurity practice here at Kupinger Cole, maybe we can talk a bit about what should be done, what could be done, what are the right first steps for organizations aiming at zero trust, where to start. What would be your starting point when it comes to implementing zero trust in the real life? Yeah, thank you for that introduction. I also heard what Alexei uh, explained last week, and it was it was really interesting. When starting zero trust, um, the first thing you need to realize is that zero trust is not a single tool; it is a combination of several tools. So it is having and something like an identity management, something like an access management, something for network transparency, and things like that this is really the first thing you need to understand before you start and then zero trust is something more or less like a process um, zero trust is often mentioned with uh, trust nobody and uh, this is honestly not true it just means trust nobody without verification and this is the idea behind and just think if you Take, for instance, a risk management approach here. Um, where would you start? You would start with identifying your assets, your things, your user, your data, your digital crown jewels. This is really the first thing you need to find. And this is where Zero Trust starts. Identify your assets, your user, and your data. And then um, assume there is something like a threat. Somebody is trying to steal your crown jewels. Somebody is trying to steal your user, your data, whatever. And this is the, the first assumption. And how to protect your data then here? This is quite simple, uh, theoretically at least. You have to define policies which restrict the access to your assets, to your crown jewels. And these policies um, are not only covering authentication uh, on an identity level, they also cover the network transparency, as I mentioned before. They may, might also cover data access governance topics. So are you as a person allowed to access this? And combining various metrics from various sources allows you to define really fine granular policies to restrict access to your crown jewels and therefore allow only people who are potentially allowed to access your crown jewels access. And this is um, honestly something like an uh, like a circle and 
every circle has a part where you verify and monitor your actions. So start with identification of your assets, then assume that someone is trying to steal your information, your data, define policies against it, and then verify your policies and monitor what is happening to really improve it step-by-step step in second incarnation or things like that. This is the idea behind zero trust. Okay, that sounds for me as an identity guy very much like a dynamic risk-based authentication. So we have identities on the one hand, we have strong identities because we need them. We have understood what our assets are, where we want to have access to. Uh, we know that the environment is hostile, uh, so we need to protect uh, to the left and to the right, make sure that nobody can interfere with us. And we verify constantly what's going on within the network. So we have identity, context, access, um, access policies, have identified where I want to go to, where I'm allowed to go to. So this seems to be something that identity people should be used to, right? Yeah, you're absolutely right, Matthias. Um, Risk-based authentication is really essential here and uh, an important part to achieve a high level of trust against the person who is trying to access something. But it is not the only thing which is important. So on the one hand, for sure, we have the identity, but we also have um, the device a user is using. So for instance, currently most of us are working from home. Some of us use their own device. Um, they use their own network at home, um, maybe a wireless network with a uh, router or things like that. And this is also a thing which is an important part of uh, zero trust so the device, which device is the user using? Can I trust the device? Is there potentially malware installed that uh, hijacks his account and tries to get access to my data? This is also possible. Or can I trust the network in general, which the user is using? And this combined maybe with a, a simple example, the user uh, is in vacation um, and tries to get access from somewhere like China uh, and never did this before. So this is potentially a strange behavior. You have the information from the network, you have the information from your HR department, you have the vacation information and the behavior. And here you can detect something is uncommon. I don't give the user access or maybe I combine it uh, with a multi-factor authentication, ask for a second factor in that case. This is something you can really do. And this is also the most complex thing here, really to define good policies which cover all the contextual information you have in a way that you are able to maintain the policy, but on the other hand, you have effective ones. And this is, as I mentioned before, the circle of zero trust where verify monitoring is an important part of. Right. So from a project perspective, from a from a planning perspective, I, I understand that additionally to uh, the IAM, a strong IAM and strong authentication and strong risk-based uh, authentication, we need to look at, on the one hand, multi-factor authentication. And on the other hand, you've mentioned device management. Are these also important components to have at hand when going zero trust? Especially the device uh, is important. As mentioned, working from home, maybe with your own device or just checking while you're on the road, uh, your business mails with your mobile device, with your private mobile device, 
might be a risk because you potentially access critical data, critical assets of your organization. And therefore, an important part of a zero trust strategy must be something like um, endpoint protection or endpoint protection detection and response. Really have the option or idea to understand the level of security of the device the user is using trying to access your digital assets. This is an important thing too, yes. You've mentioned it, we're working from home. Many are working with their own personal devices. Uh, how good is endpoint protection when it comes to personally owned devices, not managed devices? Yeah, that, that's a good question um, because if it's your own device, um, nobody can force you to install something like a uh, malware scanner and virus scanner, things like that. And nobody is checking which apps are installed, which applications are installed. And here is a high level of limitation possible. Um, what is also possible in that case that, for instance, you do not allow access to really critical data within your organization from such devices. So maybe you implement something like a level of access for your data. So... For instance, critical data can only be accessed from a company-owned device. And accessing an internal portal with information about the organization is not that critical. Um, and this might be accessible via your personal device. And having a level um, of criticality of your data allows you uh, to handle also unsecured devices to access data. On the other hand, you could uh, work with things like uh, virtual machines, uh, virtual desktops to access critical data via a virtualization layer in between. This can also be an option. So now that I understand that we have strong identities, we have ideally strong authentication, we have quite proper knowledge about the device, depending on whether it's a personally owned one or a corporate owned device. And we know very much about the resources, the assets to protect. What is the most endangered, the most difficult to grasp part in the, in the equation? Yeah, the most critical thing here is, and I mentioned this before, is, is the network at the end. So working from home, working from any cafe is dangerous because you don't know the network. You don't know the router. You know, don't know the wireless LAN. You don't know how it is protected and whether traffic is monitored or not. And this is dangerous. Even if you have um, encryption with your data, uh, the network is when talking about a zero trust organization or strategy, the most critical thing, because currently uh, we don't have a perfect solution how to handle this. So we can encrypt data in transit. Um, we can ensure that the device has an, a certain level of security or we deny access in the worst case. Uh, we have uh, authentication for sure, but the network is critical. And here is uh, happening a lot. Uh, there are strategies towards uh, combining endpoint protection, detection, and re response with the network. So something like XDR um, really to allow the detection of uncommon behavior uh, in the network to also have some metric about the level of security of the used network. 
but this is something um, where we are currently working on in the industry and but this will come very soon and improve the level of zero trust a bit more okay if we think of zero trust as a means for a user to use a device to move across the network to access individual resources, um, no matter where they are in the cloud, on-prem, wherever. We need to think of the following components. We need to think of identity and access management. We need to think, of course, of the applications properly secured and properly safeguarded. We need to think of uh, the device properly managed and uh, network protection. You've mentioned XDR as the upcoming um, set of products to be in the right position to protect also the network. So when we're looking from a project perspective um, and you as the advisor here, where would you start once somebody has an, a proper IAM in place? So let's assume that. Uh, if one have, has a proper IAM in place, um, as mentioned, really at the beginning, um, start with identify your crown jewels, start with identifying your digital assets. This is really the first thing on a process level. And then decide uh, maybe going more in the direction of risk-based authentication in the first step. Um, use things like the use device, uh, use things like the time, the behavior, so general context to improve the authentication mechanism. And then in a further phase, uh, go towards endpoint protection, detection and response um, to understand how secure the use device is. Uh, you can also add a layer of data access governance, on, so access governance on data level, and then uh, followed by XDR or advanced network detection and response. Right. So, and in the end, like every IT project, it's a journey. You've mentioned that before. And Alex, I said that, and John said that, whom I've talked to about zero trust as well. So we will not start with a big bang and have the complete mesh of connections within our organizations protected by zero trust. We will start, as you said, with identified high value, highly critical assets, the crown jewels you've mentioned, and then move forward, uh, starting from them to a more sophisticated overall zero trust approach, not saying network, because that is really the, the end goal here. Um, when it comes to um, resources that our audience can have a look at, um, we've mentioned that before, there is quite some research available at Kupinger Coal. Is something special you would recommend? Yeah, and a really interesting starting point is having a look at our blog, Uh, maybe you search for the term zero trust and then you find a lot of interesting content, maybe from me, maybe from Alexei, maybe from John too. And there are also some references towards our uh, research documents. Right, perfect. And if you want to get in touch with us and talk about your individual journey towards zero trust, we would be happy to, to respond to your questions. Just send a mail. Um, just get in touch anyway on Twitter, wherever you can find us. Thank you very much, Christopher, for being my guest today and uh, looking forward to having you in a further episode soon. Thank you, Matthias. Bye-bye.